I'm interrupting my own podcast to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor is brought to you by Spotify and is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It will also help you distribute your podcast across popular podcast hosting platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Best of all, you can make money from your podcast on Anchor with no minimum listenership. So for those of us just starting out, this is very helpful. And do you know how much it costs to have everything you need to make a podcast in one place? 100% free. Yep, you heard me right. You can do all of this and make money for free. So if you have been thinking about starting your own podcast, now is your chance. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now let's get back to the episode. Hi, I'm Yan. Hi, I'm Yvonne. Welcome to Lost and Refound Podcast. We're a podcast discussing our personal journeys as modern Asian women and sharing inspiring stories from within our community. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Now let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Lost and Refound Podcast. I'm your host, Yan. And hi, Yvonne. Hi, Yan. How's your week? My week has been, my week has been pretty long, but you know, it usually, it usually is these days. What's the week not long, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, until we can own our own business. So you, you heard it here, folks, like until this podcast becomes super big, <laughs> then our weeks will maybe not be as long. And if anyone's feeling that same type of way, you know, we're, we're so glad that you join us and listen to us every week. <laughs> yes, yes. We hope we can provide some comedic relief here and there. <laughs> Although a lot of our topics are very serious. And today is no exception. Today we have a very serious topic that's very close to Yvonne and my heart. And that's the rise in hate crimes against the Asian American community. We're both Asian Americans. So this is affecting our own community. And we have spent multiple episodes talking about the Black Lives Matter movement, but we never have really spoken and addressed the violence targeted against our own community. Speaking of myself, you know, I have been watching the situation since the pandemic started. Last year, we did try to record one episode about Asians' proximity to whites and how people view us and the model minority uh, myth. Oh, yeah. But that ended up to be like a very emotional episode and I was all over the place. So we never launched the episodes. Um, so we're going to record again today because now there's another tick in violence targeted against Asian American elders. Um, and very, very specifically in Oakland and in San Francisco. And that's where we live. So we really want to speak to this. Um, so Yvonne, how are you feeling? Um, I'm feeling that this definitely needs more awareness because I think that was also the issue previously as well, is that maybe it was happening in these same places and maybe it's happening in other places, not just Oakland or San Francisco, but there isn't any awareness on that. So I really think a lot of the influencers that have been broadcasting this and of course, like people's own families that are fearing for their own family's lives because no one else would know. It is such a... Um, I feel like sometimes when you when you talk about negative things on the internet, sometimes people are scared about like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to breach that glass wall where everything like looks really nice. Like, but this is an issue that I think needs to be broadcasted. And so that's where we're really here is spreading awareness and really trying to understand where that bottom, like where this bottoms out, because how, how is this happening 
for example, like to our elders, like that's just, that's terrible. And there's no excuse for that. And also when you read a lot of these uh, accounts, sometimes you, these poor elders, they've been hurt, but then they are lying unconscious there for quite some time in a busy public place. So I just question, you know, is that the bystander effect? I think this also has happened um, in a couple of accounts also in China as well, where like somebody has been hurt, run over by a bike and nobody nobody in their own community is, is helping. So um, I think it's just more of a question on like, hey, like how do we reach out and help each other at the same time? Yeah, Sable and I were just talking about this. I was getting really emotional because I was reading about the latest attack was um, a Filipino man on the subway. Someone slashed across his face with a knife and he was bleeding profusely and no one on the subway intervened. No one tried to stop the guy, the attacker. He got away at the next stop. No one tried to help the man who had his face slashed. He was also on blood thinner, so he almost bled out on the subway. And I was just talking to Sable about this whole bystander effect um, that people are not willing to help anymore. And, and he was telling me, yeah, he's read uh, rape cases where a woman's getting raped in public and people just stand by and watch and they don't do anything. And, you know, I am a huge fan of true crime. So I listen to a lot of true crime stories. And there's so many cases of after a murder has happened and the cops is interviewing witnesses and a neighbor will come out and say, hey, last night I heard a woman screaming, help but they didn't do anything about it, you know? So what is that about? I don't understand that part of the human psychology where you see something happen to someone else and you don't do anything about it. I can understand one side if you're fearful. So if you're fearful of stopping the guy who attacked the Filipino man because he had a knife, okay, I can understand, right? But what's stopping you then from helping the Filipino man after the attacker has left the subway? Or calling the police. Calling 911, exactly. Yeah, pick up the phone on call, do anything, then just just take out your phone and record a video or do nothing. Yeah, and that, and you know, that's actually a really good point because even if someone were to record the attack, like that's even evidence against that person and you can bring that to court and bring that person to justice. Small things like that, that were maybe in like, the mist of fear we, we don't always remember so just kind of bringing awareness and bringing out different ways to be able to protect yourself as well like heaven forbid this person also come towards you i i mean you that you have record and you can protect yourself and protect those around you because it is um it, yeah i there's no other way to say it this is just not okay and being able to um protect ourselves like in in ways where we can also share love for our community um, I think it's very important, a very open discussion right now, um, because yeah, very similarly again, um, in in Demi Lee Peters, right, we, when we spoke about her story where she thankfully had the knowledge to uh, um, protect herself, she had self-defense knowledge, so she could defend herself, but no one else there was able to help her or willing to help her, it seemed like. So we've heard so many of these stories time again, and it's, you know, I, I really hope that we can definitely walk together and be able to prevent these attacks from from happening ever again. Yeah, and just to give some um, stats, um, I was doing some research earlier. The NYPD reported that the hate crimes motivated by anti-Asian sentiment jumped 1900% in New York City in 2020. That's just How did they New even York get City. that survey. Like who are they interviewing or, or are they just no, they're the NYPD, so they will get reports. And these are reported cases. Let's keep in mind, right. most Asians do not do not report cases. We're taught to not report cases. We're taught 
to not bring attention awareness to to us. Um, so these are report cases. Another report, according to Stop AAPI Hate, and that's Asian American Pacific Islander Hate, um, almost 3,000 cases of firsthand accounts of anti-Asian hate crimes reported between March 19th, which was the beginning of pandemic, and December 31st of last year, with 7.3% of those incidents involving Asian Americans over the age of 60. So again, very highly targeted against elderly and also against children. because they're Children? The- yeah, they're the weaker victims. Ugh, I mean, I mean, guys, yeah, that's just disgusting to hear <laughs> because, it, I mean, you're just hearing the fact that innocent people are tired. They're obviously like not even capable of, of hurting someone else like at, at that time and at that age. So it's it just blows my mind that someone would be so cruel to to do that to anybody and any anybody's family. Like, are they not? I just want to understand like how to be so angry and trying to understand like these these attackers or I don't know that's that's this is a hard topic yeah I think a lot of it does come down to again education and where you come from and how you have dealt with your own racism or your own trauma or anger um looking at these videos i'm gonna say it's very blatant most of these crimes are from african-american men and white men you know not all but a lot of them are and i'm just gonna call it as it is that's just a fact you know and like i said we spent so many episodes talking about supporting blm and i'm really proud of the asian american community standing up last year against hate against the black community and now i would just love to see the same support coming from other minority groups to come and support our community who have stepped out of our own comfort zone because again for us to speak up is not in our DNA, it's not how we are raised, it's not in our culture. So for us to stand up, it takes a lot. And I would just love to see the same support from those other communities. And again, I'm not saying all black or all whites are doing this. They're not. A huge majority are also supporting us. But when you look at these videos and you look who's doing the attacking, it, it is what it is. You know, I can't just ignore the facts. It is what it is. I was looking at this rapper, his name is China Mac. He is a Chinese rapper. He recently did um, an interview with another rapper in the Bay Area, something fab. (laughs) I can't remember his name. And they talked about bringing the communities together. And this really comes down to, again, they agreed education and speaking with your communities, speaking to young people about supporting other minority groups, more importantly, about respecting their elders, right? Helping the helpless instead of attacking the helpless. And I would really suggest, I mean, if you're interested, follow China Mac. He's on Instagram. Him and another actor named um, Will Lex Ham, they founded a uh, movement called They Can Burn Us All. And they have done multiple protests in San Francisco and in New York City. They are very active in speaking out against violence against Asians. Um, another thing I want to point out is, you know, in the Bay Area, we are seeing groups trying to work together. Um, the Black Bay Area, which is an anti-gentrification group, they are raising funds to support Asian-led support organizations in San Francisco and Oakland. And then the Anti-Police Terror Project, the Ella Baker Center for Human Rights, and the Asian Pacific Environmental Network have all joined forces mm. on initiatives like recommending that people show their support by frequenting Chinatowns and their merchants and showing solidarity by wearing yellow. Mm. 
President Joe Biden has signed a memorandum in late January denouncing xenophobia and violence against Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders. So that is a step forward, but they need to do more than just saying you should stop. And then there is Jacob Azvido. He is of Hispanic descent, and he founded a project called Compassion in Oakland, escorting elderly to help them feel safe. Since he launched this, he now has over 300 volunteers. And these are volunteers, and most of them are young people、um, volunteering to walk with Asian American elderly so they, they can feel safe in Oakland and in San Francisco Chinatowns. And I found this really inspiring. As Vito said, he believes that this is a movement for all minority groups to stand in solidarity with the Asian American community. He said people from all racial backgrounds and ages reach out to him, sharing the same desire to help support. The community. So I, you know, like I said, things are happening. Different communities are getting together, supporting each other. I'm so glad that you were able to like do that extra research because there, I had no idea that there were so many initiatives, especially for donating and spending time and volunteering. I'm definitely going to do that. I was wondering how I could help, and that's an excellent way to to help and even just figure out like how can we. Even if, like you know, I myself like am also like a, an Asian woman, so and terrified of other people attacking me. But knowing that I can have a safe avenue to be able to help others who are more vulnerable is is such a great resource.、Um, and and of course, knowing what we can do as as people to be able to like whip out those phones and record somebody if something were to happen, because you just never you never know. Like I I, I know that my mom. I love her to pieces, but a lot of the times she would, you know, part of this this mentality that she shared with me when I was younger was, you know, don't make yourself a victim, like don't go finding danger. And here I'm, I mean, yes, I, you know, going out and like volunteering myself to do this, like maybe there's a little bit of a dangerous element, but like no, also being aware and arming myself with protection and the self defense to make sure that this doesn't happen again. I'm. You know we're going to be smart about this, and I think we can move forward as a society. So I'm I'm really glad that you shared this, and we're able to talk about this. It's not, I mean, even with um the case where maybe nobody was hurt, but um thankfully, like so the dad he was do- doing DoorDash, and somebody came and stole his van, and his van had two of his young oh, children. Oh, I remember、inside. that. Yeah. Like wh- wh- what? Like why would someone do something so devious to? Obviously, the children were not hurt; everyone was returned. But like to even cause that much pain and that that many issues for a family—that wasn't racially motivated,、it、right?、Wasn't. I don't. I, know. I wasn't. I, I know the. I know the case. I thought it just he just happened to steal that van. Oh, again, I don't know if all the cases are racially motivated. I will say, like part of the stealing, the robbing, this comes with the economy, right? When you're、mm. when we're in poor economy, this happens because people are desperate. Right, so I don't like again. That person did he did steal Asian person van, and this is what's going on now. So I don't know. I don't know if it's mo-、uh, racial motivated or not. I didn't really look that close into the case once I found out the kids were returned safely and it was just like auto theft.、Um, but I can see like a lot of these robberies. I can see them related to just you know people not having jobs and people being desperate because you know people are getting evicted left and right now. Yeah. Which is unfortunate, but I will also say, like, I'm scared. I'm an Asian woman. I have two young Asian girls. I'm genuinely concerned. You know, my husband and I are talking about moving out of the Bay Area. We want to move somewhere where 
the housing is a little bit more affordable. I want a little bit more land. So somewhere more rural, but with more rural means moving away from my community into a more possibly white community. You know, I'm not racist. You know, I'm open with all people. And I've always said when I came to America, I love people here because people here are so friendly. But I will say after last year, I have a lot more fear now. I have a lot of fear specifically towards white men because of what happened in 2020. Um, so that that is affecting me and affect my mindset as well. You know, I think that also contributed to my depression. You know, I think part of being a minority in this country, especially not being born here, is sometimes I can feel like I don't have a home. You know, I spent 11 years in China and 28 years in America. So America is my home. When I think about home, I think about here. When I think about Shanghai or any part of Asia, does not feel like home to me. I don't think I can ever live there. So this is my home, but it also doesn't feel like my home because there's so many different channels, so many different people telling me this is not my home, right? Because I don't have long hair and blue eyes because I wasn't born here because I don't have American name, all of that, you know? So it does drive my fear. And I, you know, I don't know what to do right now. You know, I, I am in the process of getting ready to sell my house and we don't know where we're going to live because I, like I said, I would love to live somewhere more rural. I want more land. I want to have more privacy, but then I'm afraid of moving into a community that might not welcome me. I mean, I, I certainly hope that the community that you will choose will welcome you, but you're, it's like, how are you, you know, what type of metrics can you use to even like protect yourself and protect your family? I don't know, right? You can look up certain things for like, you know, registered sex offenders, but there's no list for areas where Asian crimes are happening. You know, there's no list where areas where more white supremacy activity is happening. If there's one, I'm not aware of. So if there's one, someone please send it to me because I'm not aware of any list like that. But I would love to know so I can feel safer about, you know, where I'm going to live with my children. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's so scary to think that that's something you have to even think about, like prepare yourself for the community um, that you're, you're about to be. And it's more than just being in a really good school district. It's more than just being um, in a safe neighborhood because now it's a question of what is safe. Mm-hmm. And, and safe for whom? He's safe, safe for whom? Right. I, I think that's a very, very big question. Um, and I mean, we, you know, we're, we're definitely not trusting people initially. <laughs> so now certainly it is, it is even more difficult right now to even know who to trust and what other families like you can trust. So um, I, do, are your, are your girls, like, do they also understand like what's happening right now? How are you explaining the situation to them? My girls don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. And to be completely honest, you know, I've been in depression for like the past, like, I don't know how many weeks, but so I haven't been following the news. I knew of the spike in Asian violence last year, but I actually didn't know the recent spike in 2020 before Chinese New Year or Lunar New Year. I actually found that out after I started going on social media again, started following everything because I was really just not, I was in my own world. I was not following anything. It was around Lunar New Year when I became aware. And it's just very depressing because Lunar New Year is such an important holiday in Asian cultures. This is a time when all the family get together. It's a big reunion where we celebrate each other, celebrate family, celebrate New Year coming. But this year, not only do we have to deal with the pandemic where families couldn't really get together, and then we have to deal with this added fear of just being Asian, looking Asian. 
you know. And I also feel bad for the wider Asian community as a whole because most of this violence stemmed from the pandemic, right? Stemmed from Trump calling it a China virus, and because of that, the entire Asian American community is getting targeted. Whereas Chinese Americans only as a percentage of the Asian American community, there are so many different races within Asian community, right? There's East Asians and Southeast Asians and South Asians, and they're all targeted. Everyone's being called Chinese. Everybody's being called dirty or whatever. And the Asian American community is so large, and it's just unfortunate that everyone gets lumped together. Yeah, people looking at differences and just. Pulling and using that as 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 reasons to think differently or to treat other people differently. Yeah, um, I, I I know it starts with us, right? Like definitely, like us pushing、um, a, a narrative of love and definitely keep keep on pushing and keep seeing like the communities and differences and standing up for others, even if that person is maybe. You know, a little bit farther away from you, or you don't really know them as well. But like, you see that they're being hurt. Definitely stand up for people, and and don't be afraid to use your voice. Your voice is so powerful, and and of course, like supporting the people that you believe should be in government, supporting those, and doing your due diligence about who's really for you and who's really for the community, or just for their own personal good. I think that that's definitely a lesson that I'm learning and I'm seeing more of and practicing more of in 2021 is、mm, looking at my leaders. My leaders and wherever I may be, in work, at my community, in, in our government, and really understanding like what their intentions are and if they're for the good of everybody or just the good for a certain elect few, because I I don't think we can I don't think we can work and and walk this world without thinking about everybody. So I think that it's so hard to walk in this world and feel we we already feel alone, right? Like as individuals and as people. And now I hope that anybody listening to this podcast that we can all like work together to feel just a little bit closer together,、um, and also just use our voices and use our voices to bring a community together.、Um, so next door is actually one of I was going to recommend that. That's how I usually find out like what's the neighborhood like and start introducing myself and just finding neighbors. So next door is like a really good resource,、um, and also understanding what type of crime is also in the area as well. Yeah, I mean, you are a lot more positive than I am. I am not positive right now. I am really angry and I'm scared, and I'm trying to be positive, but in honesty, I'm just I'm angry and I'm scared, and I feel like I said, I feel like I don't belong. Like I don't know where I belong,、um, and that's a hard thing to feel. It is,、um, and. And I think the only reason why I do sound positive is because if I'm angry, like I can't do anything. Like I just, I just and I need to, and I, but I feel like like I need to do something for these people. I need to protect these people that are out there. And so like that action、um, is is firing me up. So I mean, really, right after this podcast, I'm gonna look about how I can donate and how I can volunteer to help others because、um, at this time, there's definitely like I want to do something. I'm. I, and this is one of it. Just like you know, voting, right? Like when you have like different,、um, just de- different seasonalities of、uh, how you can work with different people and work with community.、Um, I've been itching to do something、um, more productive and helping my community, finding ways to help my community. And that sounds like you know, this is the perfect avenue for for the now, because then you can you can start. Because I, I feel that 
also it's great to like talk and bring awareness but then at the end of the day like where is that action because everyone can talk but at the same time like uh, you know, people are still hurting um and how do we and what can i do so and i'm always so taking action is usually like how i like pull myself out of um that negativity because yeah i'm i'm no good to anyone when i'm negative i just hurt other people <laughs> which is also not a not a good place because i think that that's also where i don't like fighting violence with violence i i don't think is ever a good idea um because then more people innocent people can get can get hurt so i definitely like in this in this light and in these tragedies we definitely can empower ourselves to like take action, but in a very positive and um, and thought-provoking way where we can instill change. Like the change comes up from so much higher, right? Like more than just laws, right? More than just having the police. Like, I mean, I, I, police yes, is, I think it's- Police is not part of the solution. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, like the, the violence, <laughs> yeah, police violence. I mean, I don't, I don't trust the police right now. I don't think they're a solution right now. They're not a solution for the minority group, especially. To me, the solution is communities need to work together. Nothing pisses me off more than seeing other minority groups targeting another minority group. We're all minorities. If anything, we have that in common. If anything, we understand how it feels to be discriminated against. We know how it feels to be marginalized. And it pisses me off when I see other minorities attacking another minority group. And... Yes, I would love to come to this with a sense of love. I don't have that right now. I just, I can't right now. Like that mama bear in me is like fully alert right now. And and, and part of that, yeah, is fear. Fear is driving me right now. Fear and anger is driving me right now. I have not gone to a point where I can work through that yet. Um, yeah, I am just very, very angry right now. And I feel, yeah, I don't know. I feel, I, yeah, I don't know how, I just, I just, I feel angry. I feel confused. I feel um, alone, even though I know I'm not alone. The Asian community is huge. It is. The Asian community is huge. Um, I know that it's, it's a typical time for like most people, right? Like this is not only is this time for family, but it's a time for people to start, start fresh, right? And now they're starting fresh and like they, they are scared to go outside. So um, this is... This is an unprecedented time and certainly like one that you you have every right to be angry like you have every right to be angry like anyone who's angry at hearing this you should be like i'm you we should be furious like absolutely and then it's just knowing what to do with our anger like eventually so that we can work together and do something and and part of it is this first initiative is spreading awareness and not only saying that it's wrong because it is but also saying like how can we help and who who can we go to and who can we um who can we be a well, part another of? part of awareness is major news networks are not covering violence against they're Asians. not that's why we that when you said that you like weren't reading the news i'm like i it wasn't really on the news no it's on social um, media well until some influencers specifically blew it up on social media then yeah. the news had to start tagging people because i don't know they can't i don't know if any journalists are listening but you can't like you can't you know, cover that first um well that but, shows how important we are in their eyes or was it that that was the first thing to think about like hey how do i get it to like a group of very empathetic people that are actually going to take action social media so then social media is now becoming the way to reach your community well faster. no reporters they're not reporting it that's them not recognizing it as anything important to re to report it's true social so media was because too. it's because there was they're not covering it 
And the person that was responsible, she, she was nominated for a Nobel Prize before for her activism against sexual abuse, and she's Asian. So she was the one that started the, the movement on social media. Oh, I didn't realize it, that. And she started that because the, the news was not covering any of this. Oh, like then, yes, that's a huge problem because I only, I, I even think that the news that I, I was seeing was even after probably her because I saw it from a local friend who posted it in our local area that her mother was personally harmed. And that's kind of where I saw And now, yeah, no, local news are reporting more than the global news, like CNN. Yeah, CNN, like they're not really covering any of this. That is the frustrating part as well. Yeah, I mean, so there's got to be some type of way that we can get to news faster. And that's true for anything, right? Because I'm sure that there's other crimes that are happening out there that, you know, we're not even aware of because there's nobody there to cover. And um, I think it's just, just always being aware that like you have that voice too, like these these special- No, I, still, I don't think that's true either. Because, you don't think so? Because the news love to report crime. They love to report negative news. Those are clickbait. Oh, but so I think, then, yeah. But, but this speaks to how the Asian American community is not prioritized Oh, by any race interesting hmm. because other minorities sees asian american community as the closest proximity to white people and we enjoy the most benefits because of the model minority myth that was by the way started during the civil rights movement by the whites by the media because they needed a minority group that they can say hey if you work hard enough look what you can do what you can enjoy so that put a target on the asian american community from other minorities groups you know, and, and I was raised by my stepdad who was very proud of that title hmm. of the model minority. And I was always told, don't speak up. Don't, you know, if anything happens, sweep under the rug because we need to keep our model minority title. Hmm. And as an adult, when I looked into what this whole model minority is, it's terrible. You know, not all Asians are rich. That's a huge myth. In fact, I was looking at research and it says a, a 2018 study by Pew Research Center found that Asian Americans experience the largest income inequality gap as an ethnic and racial group in the U.S. And a 2016 report by NYC Mayor's Office of Operations found that Asian immigrants had the highest poverty rates in the city. Mm. So that myth is truly a myth. There are very rich Asians, you know, and I think also based on the class you're in, how rich you are, your discrimination will vary. Hmm. The more money you have, the less you'll still get discriminated against, but a lot of times less in your face because you have more power. Hmm. But the majority of Asian community, we're not rich. Majority of us are middle class or lower class. Yeah. Um, I didn't actually know that that was a myth. This is like, I, I do know though, that after crazy rich Asians, then that became like a, I guess, a little bit more of a question where people are like, oh, wow, like how one way can live is, is that's crazy, which, which it is like, some of those stories are very true. Our society is proud of those people like who can make it to that level. And so no one wants to talk about the level that, you know, our, our normal day to day, which is really not all that, like in order for my family to be able to, to give me the things that I, I needed to study it really hard and to work really hard. Like my family gave up a lot, like mm -hmm. even though they didn't necessarily, you know, we, we didn't have a lot. Um, we were still like middle-class, but like my family was practicing more of, um, frugal activities so that we could, we could have a better life. 
And so that's really like what I learned. And so in, in certain, some ways, I will almost wonder if like those types of habits are right when we're talking about Joe Dispenza and just mindset, I'm wondering if that's like a repeating cycle in my head because I'm constantly think I'm, I'm like not doing well or I'm constantly like not at the level that I need to be at. Um, and that's including like financially as well. So then I'm not reaching the financial success that I, you know, I, I we want, we want to be at. So that's been, that's definitely been like a, I think a hard topic for sure. And there's like no easy way to say this because I, I know that a lot of, um, a lot of Asian elders also continue work. Like they're all mm -hmm. working as well. Like they're not, they're not retired. Like I think a lot of people might think they are they're going back and forth. Like my aunt, she still works as a seamstress. Um, I think my uncle still bakes cakes and they're well into like their eighties and their nineties. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that it, they're just working hard and they really like it. So please don't hurt anybody. Like don't, please don't hurt them. It's just hard to see. It's hard to see that they're just living their lives and walking alone. So um, I hope that we can definitely like band together and, and help and reach a new world, just reach a new day. Uh, one step at a time and together. Yeah. And I think that wraps it up. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Uh, I don't have a solution for this. You know, I think as a community, we have to work together. Um, I'm happy to see, you know, different movements from different ethnic groups getting together to try to find solutions. Um, I think government needs to do more. I don't know what they can do at this point outside of encouraging people and educating people and stop calling a China virus. Yes, that's first step, yeah. <laughs> and then I know I have a lot of internal work to do on myself because like I said, I am angry, I'm afraid. I don't like I don't know what my future is right now. Enough's enough, guys. So that's the hashtag for today and the hashtag for today's title, enough is enough. Yep. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Um, we'll link some resources in the episode notes. I hope you're having a better day than I am. So. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, guys. Thanks again for listening to this episode. We really appreciate your support for our little podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it will mean the world to us if you can leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify. This will help more people discover our podcast. You can find Lost and Refound podcast on Instagram at lost.and.refound. If you want to email us, you can do so at lostandrefoundpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I hope you stay positive and creative. Bye. Bye.